0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Okay, so when I was a kid, I wanted to be, when I grew up, I wanted to be three different things. And so tonight, as we get started... I want to play a little game. Um, so you guys are going to try and guess um, what I wanted to be when I, when I grew up, and I'm going to act it out. And so the, the catch is, is you only get one guess. So before you yell something out, make sure you know what it is, okay? So I'm gonna act out these three things. Let's see if you guys can guess what I wanted to be when I grew up. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, one guess, remember? Okay. Oh, that's all you get. You can't even guess anymore. Fireman, good. Fireman, okay. So that was my first one. I wanted to be a firefighter. I thought that would be super cool to rescue people and to fight fires. That was the first one. Okay, you guys ready for the next one? The second one. Let me think of how I want to act this out. Okay. You guys ready for this? Okay. Zookeeper. Anybody else say zookeeper? Zookeeper right here. Good job. Zookeeper. I wanted, I loved animals. I wanted to work at the zoo. I thought that'd be the coolest ever. Um, Have you ever seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo? That'd be awesome. I wanted to be that, I wanted to be that guy. I would love to buy a zoo. Okay, last one. Okay, you guys ready? See if you guys can, see how long it takes to get this. Teacher, teacher, good. Okay, so those were the three things. Those are the three things that I wanted to be. And what's cool what's cool is I got an opportunity to do the last one. I don't I don't work at a zoo and I'm not fighting fires, but I get to be a teacher. I get to teach you guys about the Bible each and every week, which is super, super fun. So I'm glad I get to do that. Wasn't expecting applause right there, but I am glad. Okay, shh, shh, shh. So here's what I want you guys to do. Turn to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor and tell them what you want to do when you grow up, real quick. Okay, good, good. OK. Voices off. Eyes back up here.. Okay, who wanted to be the craziest thing ever? Raise your hand. Craziest thing. Okay. Okay, Miss Ari, what did you what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't even know what that means. Uh, she wants to be a waddling duck. Is that a thing? Like, you just want to walk around as a duck? Okay. Cool. Hands down, hands down. So here is why I tell you this. Here's why I tell you this. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us has a story. Each and every one of us has a story, and each and every one of us has a story to tell. And your story is very, very important. And your story began even before you were born. But before you were born, there was someone else writing your story. God was writing your story before you were even born. But something happens whenever you are born. Something enters your life called sin. And when sin enters your life, someone else begins to write your story. You guys do. You guys begin to write your story. Because of the choices that you make. And as we've been learning this semester, we've learned from a couple of guys who tried to write their own story instead of letting God write their story. We've learned about a couple of disciples who chose to do things that weren't what God is calling them to do. They chose to do things that they wanted to do. They chose selfishness over selflessness. They chose um, rejecting other people instead of accepting people. They were trying to write their own stories. And we often do exactly the same thing. We try to write our own stories because of sin. And when you write your own story, a lot of times it doesn't end up well. And so we have to make a decision who is gonna write your story? Are you gonna allow God to write your story? are you going to continue to write your own story? Which is going to end up better for you in the long run? I hope that you would say letting God write your story would, would end up better for you. But it's up to you guys to make the choice. Who is writing your story? But the good news is this, even though sin entered the world and we have the freedom to choose what we want to do, whether that is a a path of sin or a path of redemption, we have someone who decided that he was going to redeem us and save us from that sin. He was going to come down to this earth and he was going to take care of our story for us. He was going to redeem it back to himself. He was going to make our story great again. And I want to read a story um, out of the, the book of Mark to you guys. Um, just to show you how awesome Jesus truly is. So as I read it up here on the screen, uh, you guys can just follow along as I read it out of uh, Mark chapter five. Here's what it says. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Jesus, our Savior, the God of the universe, was asked by a father to come save this little girl. And guess what Jesus did? He went, he went with her. He went with with Jairus to go heal this little girl. And on the way, Jesus heals this woman on the way to go save this little girl. But I'm not going to read that part because I want to continue on in this little girl's story. So let's see what else happens in this little girl's story here. In verse 35 it says, While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? So on the way, Jesus was going to this guy's house. Someone came up to him and said, sorry, it was too late. This little girl has has died. In verse 36, overhearing what they had said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. You remember James and John, right? Sons of thunder. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with the people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went to where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, "Talitha cum," which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Who in here is 12? A couple of y'all. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Our Jesus changed this little girl's life, literally. He brought life back into her story. Jesus saw the pain and the suffering that this mother and father were in, and Jesus wanted to bring life to this little girl. And so for this little girl, who was 12 years old, much like several of you guys in here, for her, it was a physical life. Jesus brought physical life back to her so that she could live on and continue her story. And hopefully she's allowing God to write that story. But for us, it's often a, a spiritual one. So in a spiritual life, so we have been dead because of our sin, because we choose to sin just like all these disciples did, but Jesus wants to bring life back into your story. Jesus brings life back into your story. So not, only, not always, um, it won't always be a physical one, but for us, Jesus wants to take your sin away And he wants to give you a new story. He wants to take your old story of sin and give you a new story of redemption. Just like he's done for these disciples that we've learned thus far, Matthew and James and John. And what he's going to continue to do for a couple more disciples here in a couple weeks. We're going to learn about Thomas and Peter. Jesus wants to bring life back into your story. But where is your story going to go from there? Where is your story going from after Jesus brings life back into it? What is your new story going to look like? Are you going to continue to write it? Or are you, are you going to allow God? Here's what it says in the book of Colossians about a new story. And what a new story could look like. And I want you guys um, to underline a couple of words there on your, on your storyline bookmark. Um, it says in verse 12 of chapter 3, Therefore... As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, underline that word, compassion, kindness, underline kindness, humility, underline that one, gentleness, underline that one, and patience, underline that one. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive, underline forgive, As the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, underline that one, underline love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That is what a new life looks like, a life of Jesus. A life living for the kingdom of God is doing those things that Paul talks about in Colossians. A life that has kindness and compassion, forgiveness and love and humility that is the story that God wants you to live. That is the story that God wanted that Jesus wanted these disciples to live. And they chose to live a new story. They chose to allow God to write their story, and I hope you are choosing to allow God to write yours. Because God wants you to live a life of these virtues so that you can so that you can change people's lives forever. So you can talk to other people and tell them about how amazing your Jesus is and how you come here on Wednesday nights and learn about this this awesome man who saved you from your sins Jesus wants you to know that and he wants your life to look just like his because when your life looks just like Jesus you have a life that is pretty amazing and that life will literally change the lives of other people and I know that each and every one of you can do that. So no matter what you choose to do in life, whether it's be, whether it is a zookeeper or a fireman, a teacher or a duck walker, whatever it is, you can, you can live that story out for Jesus. So on your storyline bookmarks, I want you to circle one of those words at the very bottom, circle one of those words that you want your story to look like. So maybe you have struggles with, um, with selfishness or maybe you have struggles with pride or maybe you have struggles of, um, of being not compassionate towards other people. And maybe you wanna start doing those things of kindness and compassion and humility or love. Circle one of those right now. Choose which one that you want your story to look like, that you're gonna allow God to redeem in your life. And after you circle that, and as we're singing these next couple songs, I want you to pray to God. Pray to God that he gives you the strength and courage to do that. That he gives you the strength and courage um, to live out a new story for him. That is what God's calling us to do. Each and every one of us. He wants our stories to look like his. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. And uh, we are very thankful for who you are. Uh, We know that um, you have everything in control. And no matter where we go in life, we know that you are right there beside us and that you will help us to become more and more like you each and every day. I pray for these fifth and sixth graders that you can bring life back into their story just like you brought life back into that little girl's story. I pray, Lord, that you can help them to become more humble, more kind, more loving and more compassionate, more forgiving, and ultimately become just like you. Help us to do that tonight, Lord. Help us to do that as we leave this building. And Lord, thank you for allowing us to come here on Wednesday nights to celebrate you and to worship your name. To your son's name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco for more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.